Praise God. Everybody ready for some word today? If you have a Bible, your Bible app, or your device, whatever you have, get it out, lift it up in the air, wiggle it around, make the devil mad, make Jesus glad. All right, just checking. Go with me to Joshua chapter 1. We've been uh, teaching this series I want to take further today. Oh, the Lord is helping us. His grace is upon us to do these things. Joshua chapter 1 has been our foundational text. It reads, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. What we've pointed out previously, the overabundance of the use of the word you in this passage and and how our success is not uh, determined by God alone where he decides or doesn't decide. See, he's not making decisions every day as to who lives and who dies and who's blessed and who's cursed and who's sick and who's healthy and, and who's rich and who's poor and, and all these things. But many have been taught that way. They've, they've misunderstood God. They think because he's God, he's running everything and he's not. He's given much of this into our hands. And this is one of these passages that reveals this. He says, if you will do this, if you will meditate on this day and night, if you will observe to do it, you'll make your own way successful, all right? We're not doing it without him, but he's not doing it without us either. And so we have the option, we have the choice as to what we think about, what we meditate on. Uh, And because God's word has such a dramatic effect upon our lives, all hell will break loose every time we try to put it in our hearts. Absolutely the case. Uh, Because, you know, everything is is contingent upon us keeping God's Word in our heart. And we have to keep our minds there uh, over a period of time, day and night, like he said, over and over again. Otherwise, it comes right back out. It doesn't have the desired effect. It doesn't produce the success that we, that we want. And we say, Lord, why is this happening? Well, listen, again, everything is working against you. Everything is working against me in this fallen, corrupt world to try to get me to think about something other than God's Word to try to get me to meditate, usually on the negative stuff, usually on problems, usually on failures, usually on, uh, you know, fear of things to come. Uh, But everything's working to get us to go that way. But if we will override that and say, you know what, I'm going to think about God's Word day and night. I'm going to meditate on His promise. It will totally produce success in our lives. I remember a couple years ago, I got a, uh, not this one, but I got the, the Apple Watch. All right. And so I put that watch on there. And, you know, one of the things that's, it, you know, gives you all kinds of notifications and stuff. And you have to go in there and fix it once you get it. Because I put it on and every now and then I'd get, it tap me on the wrist and tut, 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 and look in to say, breathe. <laughs> uh, call me silly, but I think I've got that down. <laughs> think I've been doing that for a while, <laughs> you know, and then uh, you just, you know, you're working at your desk and doing different things, tap, 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 stand up. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm busy. I can't stand up right now. <laughs> and uh, so I had to go in there and change it. But I, 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 was, I was thinking what might be good is tap, 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 question comes up. What are you thinking about? Ta- you know, every now and then through our day, tap, tap, tap. What are you meditating on right now? What are you, what thoughts are you entertaining? 
You know, could it be we've given ourselves over to, uh, to fear? Could it, could it be we're uh, thinking about negative stuff? We're concerned about tomorrow and, and we need to be reminded. What did the Lord say? Tap, tap, tap. What did God say about your situation? And if we could be reminded of that, it could do us a lot more good. See, God's word equals success. That's what the passage is saying when it's, when, when it's implanted in us. Other words... They equal failure. If I'm meditating on other things, it's a recipe for my failure in life. I don't mean that all words other than thus saith the Lord chapter and verse in the, in the book are going to harm us in, in some way. No, but how many know even if it's not a harmful meditation, it's still occupying space. It's still using up our, our resources and our time, taking away from our thoughts that should be centered and 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 fully focus on the Word of God, on truth. And so it prohibits us from meditating on that. Now, uh, what we've been looking at, and the reason this series is called The You Factor, it is because our hearts have various conditions. Our hearing ability can be good or bad or existent or non-existent. And we're asking the question, do, do we hear or, or, or do we hear? Are we just hearing with our physical ear, or are we really getting it? Do you hear in part and, and leave other parts out? Do you, uh, do you hear and change what you hear to fit your preference? And what I'm talking about, when you read the Scripture, when you hear the Word of God taught in a context like this, are you hearing some and saying, dismiss, 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 okay, I'll keep that, dismiss, or are we hearing part of it? And therefore, limiting the work of God in our lives, limiting our own success. Um, I have many times over the years heard people repeat back to me things that I said while teaching. And uh, many times, very surprising, I think, that's what you got out of that? That's what you heard? Because uh, I don't even believe that. <laughs> what you just said, I said? No, I didn't say that. But they're convinced that I said that. Sometimes it's brought up years later. A couple years ago, you said, <laughs> one, I might not remember, but two, I, I analyze it. Well, no, highly unlikely that I said that because I don't believe that. And what you got was somehow, somehow between the reading of Scripture and the teaching of the Word, it was altered. It was changed. Why, why, do, why does that, why do we do that? I don't think we always do that intentionally. I think we do that without thinking and we modify God's word for our own life. We modify the promise. We sometimes water it down. We sometimes shrink it. We, 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 we change it in a way that we can live with it. We can grasp it. We can, but the problem is, is the word of God was designed to produce success. Anything we take away from his word being in us takes away from that success. And so we've been discussing, I shared with you last week, if you didn't get this, it's available to you for free. Uh, I shared with you last week that there are individuals that I would define as the, the label I gave them. Yes, we're labeling here. <laughs> but they're removable. They're, you can take them off. Uh, I, I said there are people that are, that are immediate losers. All right, doesn't sound nice, but the devil rips them off right away. 
Immediate losers. They're, I mean, the moment God's word comes, it gets rejected. It, it does not get embraced. It does not get accepted. Satan rips them off immediately. And, and then we shared with you about how there are short-term losers. You know, they're the fireworks. They go up and boom, and then it's over. And it's done. And, and so they, they still lose. And, but they, 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 you know, they last for a minute. And, uh, and, and I don't have time to go over all those uh, descriptions and how, how these individuals live. But I want to share with you uh, two more people, two more different types of people. You ready for the third one? The third one, now you probably know where I'm going. And, and this might sound super negative, but these are midterm losers. <laughs> so why are they all losers? Well, because we actually eventually want to get to winning. And, but this is how people lose in life. This is how they get ripped off. This is how they struggle uh, continually in life. And so they, uh, they're not the same as the immediate or the short term. They do hang on to things for a little while. Again, the goal is to keep the word in our hearts long enough to produce. Long enough to make our lives successful. And everything works against us to get it out, to block it in the first place, or as soon as it comes in, to abort that thing as quick as possible. And our goal is to keep it there. And so some succeed in keeping it a little longer than other people. But then it still gets interrupted. You know, it's like the, you know, the, the something's cooking in the oven and you got to keep checking it. And, we got to pull, keep pulling it out. It's like every time you open the door, the heat leaves, <laughs> you know, and you keep checking it and, uh, you know, cutting, the, cutting it apart to look inside to see if it's working. There's so much pressure, especially if you're hungry or if you have guests, you know, you want to make sure it's right. Such a temptation to keep pulling it out. And we've got to learn how to keep it in there, keep it in there long enough so it will do what it's supposed to do. And so these individuals are closer to the wind, but they still come up short. Uh, the word starts working in them, just starts, but then they get hit with di different issues from life, all right? And, and then here's, here's where I, I, I want to go so we can recognize them and, and, and identify what's happening, okay? Here's one of the biggest things that takes place. It's called worry. Worry gets into a person's life, and it interrupts the success process of God's Word. You, you realize the Lord has never worried about anything. He just doesn't worry about stuff. Uh, uh, it's, 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 in our lives, it's, you know, what if nothing changes and we worry about it? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give that a try, but what if it doesn't work and worry, worry, worry? Not realizing that that very existence is causing it not to work. It's a trap to get to to not succeed. Uh, what about my kids? And ah, and worry, worry, worry. And, and what about my health? And worry, 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 worry. I got this, oh, I feel that pain. Oh, I got that report. Oh, my dad died of this. My mom got this. This Worry, worry, worry. It's, it's, it's my future. What's going to happen? Worry, worry, worry. It's, uh, I've got so many things to do. There's so much to it. I got so much on my plate. I don't know if I can handle all this. And all this, watch, is working with, a, with an express purpose to undermine God's word, to get it out. Because we are not 
meditating and thinking about what the promise is, what God has told us, and worrying about it at the same time. These things are not coexisting. I'm meditating on the Word, but just worrying all day long. I can hardly sleep at night for worry. I can hardly get any rest because I'm so concerned. And, uh, and you know, and moms, you know, sometimes this is a big trap for moms regarding their kids, regarding things that are going on in the family, a big, and we think, well, because I love them so much, because I love these people, I, I just can't help but worry about them. It's a strategy of the enemy to get the word out of your life because the word is what protects. The word is what heals. The word is what blesses. The word is what causes us to succeed. Amen. Go over with me to Philippians chapter 4. You know, sometimes people say, I'm just, man, I'm pursuing the Lord, going after Him every way I know how. And all of a sudden, all this anxiety comes up in my life. Why does this come up now? Well, well, duh. This is what we need to clue in on. When these thoughts and these emotions and these concerns come to our lives, this is when we're supposed to say, I'm not, I've been around the block a few times. This isn't my first rodeo. I know what's happening here. It's either demonic, you could call it the devil, and you can say, I resist that in Jesus' name, or it's just the condition of our heart that has been trained in this manner. It's been trained to reject good things. Come on, we know how this happens. People reject good relationships. I know people who abort good, good paying jobs. Uh, individuals, they, they seem to resist all kinds of peace in their life. You know, the, you know people who, they can't live without drama. Right? Everything's going fine. And they're going to do something to stir up the pot and cause something, something to happen. It's like, why do you keep doing that? Why do you keep going there? See, what needs to happen is a heart change. There needs to be a mind renewal. There needs to be a, a new approach. But we've got to be sharp enough and on, on our game enough to recognize, here it goes again. Here I go, doing down that same path, doing those same things. Nope, I'm not going to do it this time. Nope, I, I'm going to hold my tongue. Nope, I'm going to get in here and spend, a few, spend some time with the Lord and get this right so I don't keep going down the same path. Amen. So, so I feel like a bad person. That's a trap too. Let's just say, I'm going to keep God's word in my heart. I'm going to keep it on my mind day and night. I'm going to let it alter the way I view people and life and circumstances and situations. I'm going to let it rule and reign in me. It's working to bring success. Amen. Philippians chapter 4 and verse 6. See, this is an essential part of holding on to God's word. It's refusing to worry. Philippians 4 verse 6, it reads, be anxious for what? Nothing. nothing. That means don't worry, don't have any anxiety about anything. Anything. Nothing. Be anxious. Worry about nothing. Nothing. Not a thing. Come on, say it out loud. Say, I will, I will not, worry not worry about anything. anything. Say, well, I struggle with that. Then keep saying that. Then keep saying it. Be anxious for nothing. He never tells us to do something we can't do. But... In everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, 
Let your request be made known to God. What is he saying? Just don't worry, just mental warfare. I'm not going to worry, not going to worry, not going to worry. No, he said replace your worry with prayer. Say, don't worry about it, pray about it. Don't worry about it, pray about it. Now, notice what he didn't say. Don't, he didn't say, don't worry about it, worry and call it prayer. <laughs> worry in Jesus' name. Because sometimes prayers basically are that. They're people verbalizing and expressing their worries and their fears to the Father. So shouldn't we do that? No. No. Don't worry about it. Pray about it. That means, Father, you said in your word, you said that, 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 and you promised me this, this, and this, and this about my situation. And so thank you. I said do it with thanksgiving. Thank you. Thank you. Everything's going to be fine. Thank you. I'm taking you at your word. Everything's going to be fine. I refuse to worry about anything. You know, sometimes people, we go to one another. Sometimes we say, pray for me. Uh, Pray for me for this. Pray for me. This is going on in my life. Fine. Be happy to pray for you if you promise to stop worrying about it. Otherwise, you're going to undo my prayer. And if you could tell me that up front, that might save us some time. You know, pastor, would you pray for me? Absolutely. For sure. Uh, But I just wanted to let you know, as soon as we're done praying, I'm going to go back to worrying about this. Could you do that? that Just save time because then I'll just... (laughs) I'll just say, okay, well, we might as well skip the prayer then. Oh, that got pretty quiet on that one. Uh, but how many, how many think we should agree to, to stop worrying? Because our prayer is giving it to him and our worry is taking it back. Lord, I'm trusting you to work in this situation to, to help me. And then I'm worrying about it. That means I never gave it to him in the first place. I've still got it. All right. You must learn to pray for yourself. Turn it over to him. Say, Father, I trust you. I rest in you. Everything's going to be fine. I, I remember, uh, it wasn't too, too long ago, uh, just a few weeks ago, in fact, Amy and I were uh, out eating at a restaurant, and we were standing there in the entryway uh, waiting for our table, and I'm standing there right by this little hall, so this hall that goes back to the bathrooms, I heard, heard this noise, something like something hit the ground, something fell, something was dropped. I look around, there's legs there, and uh, and so I go around there, this lady fell. And she's laying, laying there on the ground. She has a cane. That's probably what the part of the noise was. And she fell. And so I just, you know, I, I was the first one there. I go over there and I, I start to, you know, check on her. Are you doing okay? Are you hurt? You know, you know, and she's, and then some other people came over. I'm, I'm just, uh, you know, I've learned the value of peace and relax and chill and everything's fine. It's because... I have faith, and, uh, and so I talk to people that way, and I'm talking, to, I'm just talking to her, say, it's going to be fine, you're going to be good, and, and uh, I'm releasing my faith for her right then, and, uh, and then another lady comes over, and she had some kind of, med- some kind of medical training, she wasn't a doctor, but some kind of something, and she's freaking out, <laughs> and, uh, and you know, and I'm, after, after a minute, I said, would you like to sit up? And then, uh, yes, she wants to sit up. And, and, uh, and then I, yes, and after a minute, I said, would you like to get up? And yes, I'd like to get up. So I'm helping her. Someone else is helping her up. And, and after, and we uh, stood her up. I'm holding her by the arm. And all of a sudden, her legs go collapse like that. And I, and I realized she's like fainting, passing out. And she goes back down to the ground. She got, didn't hit so hard this time, but... 
because we were there. And so she lays on the ground and, and, and another person who's a, like a, a what? EMT, EMT, ELT, EMT, BLT, uh, uh, comes over and he starts, I could tell this guy is, you know, got his wits about him and he's more assuring and relaxing while this other lady who was the medical training, she, you know, he's, he's, he says, like I'm saying, it's going to be fine. <laughs> No, so this other lady, no, it's not. It's not going to be fine. And she, I could tell the worst fears are going into her mind about what's happening there. The worst scenario. And she's entertaining that. Just freak out. I don't want to be a freak out person. I just don't see how that helps anyone. I said, that doesn't help my life. It doesn't help anyone else's life. It doesn't help if something goes wrong in the family or something goes wrong in a situation for me to just panic and freak out and, and worry and fear the worst case scenario. How about we say, you know, especially concerning our own lives where we have the most control, we refuse to go that way. Say, Father, I'm not going to worry about this because that's not going to help anything. I'm going to take you at your word instead of worrying about it, praying about it. Amen. So when these conditions exist in our hearts, this, atti this attitude, this re response and reaction of worry, what happens is it pushes God's word out. That's the reason all this works this way. It's pushing God's word out. If I embrace the, ah, what am I going to do? Panic, worry, fear, concern. It's pushing God's word out. That's what it's designed to do. Push out the very thing that causes me to win push out God's success formula, the, the recipe for, for, for success in life. It gets pushed out. And so I need to recognize that this is happening. My heart, unless it's been trained and altered and renewed, has a, uh, has a likelihood of rejecting God's promises. And if I've lived my life outside of his promises, and this is like new thinking, it's more than likely happening on a regular basis. The promise comes and our heart says, er. it pushes it out either immediately, either after a minute, or we hold on to it for a while, hold on to it for a while, and then we revert back to our old way, back to our old, men old mentality. It's working against us. That's why the scripture says, if you will... Meditate on this day and night, day and night, day and night. It will absolutely make your way prosperous and you will have good success. So our goal, what's our goal? I don't want to give it up. I'm not going to let worry enter. And here's another one of these things is we get so caught up in the material world. This is another response of our heart. The word comes, but our focus immediately goes to the, the gains of this material world, um, sometimes just we limit success to financial gain, the acquisition of wealth. All we can think about is that next sale. All we can think about is the new house or, or some, other, some other worldly thing. They're not, these things aren't bad in and of themselves, but when all of our attention goes there, our focus, our drive is all about that, you know what's happening? The word is getting rejected. We're embracing worldly success and we're rejecting God's promise, which is designed to bring true success, which en encompasses everything. Does that make sense? Uh, it, it's like, uh, you know, even in, the, even in a church setting, uh, you might notice 
the, you know, one of the goals of church leaders is to, at least that I can relate to, is to reach as many people as possible. We're all trying to do that. There's a big honking world out there, and I want to get them all into heaven. I do. And so that's one of our goals. You might notice that we don't give very much focus, a little bit, but at least not in here. You never hear me talking about uh, numbers of people that come to church. Is that important? Sure, sure, that's important on a certain level and with the right motive. But you never hear me talking about it. In part, I realize that that in and of itself does not define success in our church. Salvations mean a whole lot more. Disciples mean something. People being baptized in water. People being filled with the Holy Spirit. People experiencing God. People, you know, there's some other things. And I I refuse to just limit it to one thing because I know if that's the only focus, I'm going to probably start watering things down. This happens all over in the world today. People give a Jesus light type of message because no one has to change and you can just feel comfortable where you are. And, 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 and numbers from one standpoint, it looks like success. But I don't want to measure success by human eyes. I want to measure it from God's perspective. I don't want us to measure, measure success simply by our, our bank accounts in this world. That's so small. That's such a small part of the big picture. Is it part of it? Sure, God wants to bless your finances. He better a big account than a small account, you know? But if that's all we can see, well, what's happening is the word is being stolen in our pursuit of it. Let the word produce it. Instead of I get that and I lose everything else. God's word is what's important. You remember 1 Timothy 6.10 reads that the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. Yeah, but I don't want to limit these things. Matthew 6, can you look over there with me? Matthew chapter 6, I'll just share a few, few, few more things today and then we'll, uh, we'll move on and we'll get into some more next time. Matthew chapter 6, a very popular passage, popular area of the book. In verse 31, Jesus speaking, Matthew 6, 31, Therefore do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek. What's Jesus saying? Again, same thing Paul said in Philippians. Don't worry about stuff, you guys. Stop being so concerned. He said this is how the world operates. They worry about everything. Because it's all physical. It's all natural. He said, for your heavenly father knows that you have need of these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be added to you. Don't worry about it. Seek the kingdom and he'll add it to you. So don't worry about it doesn't mean I can't have it. It just means I'm not supposed to worry about it as a way to acquire it. I'm supposed to seek the kingdom and he adds it to me. No stress, no fear. He said, therefore, do not worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. So what do you want in life? Can I just encourage you this way? Want God more. Say, well, I want a boat. (laughs) Nothing wrong with a boat. Boats are good. I like boats myself. Want God more. Well, I just want, fine. I just want, you know, security. Fine. Want God more. 
put them at the top of everything, want him first. That's what Jesus is saying, and the Father will add all the other stuff to you without worry. And if we get rid of the worry, if we get rid of the worldly acquisition mind mentality, then God's word will be able to stay in our hearts and it will produce the success we want. Amen. Praise God. Well, just the, just the last thing here for today, for just, I get, don't have time to really go into it. But for today, here's, here's another condition of the heart. You ready for this number four? You know what it is? They're winners. Yay, we got to something good. <laughs> so we, we have left the losing category. You got people who are winners. You might call them long-termers. They are ones who receive God's word and they keep it. Basically, we could say they fully accept it. They embrace it. They welcome it. They take this word. They have no excuses, no offenses, no yabuts, no reversals of thought. They gladly accept God's way of doing things and embrace it as their own. And it's a final word. They're going to do it today. They're going to do it tomorrow. And six months from now, they're still doing it. They're still thinking about it. They're still living. And a year from now, they're still doing it. And five years from now, they're still doing it. Amen. Amen. They're not the ones who say, man, that, that teaching today, man, my life is being so transformed. It's being so changed. It's so amazing. And next week, the Holy Spirit's leading me to go somewhere else. Stop calling your flesh the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Blame everything on, <laughs> on the Lord. It's just that your heart is rejecting God's word. Recognize it. Recognize when it tries to get you to be inconsistent. Recognize when it tries to disrupt commitments. We talked about that last week. Can't commit to anything. Can't stay for more than a minute. Why? Because your heart is pushing out the very thing that brings success in life. Amen. Amen. These are the people that take the time and the effort to renew their minds. It takes time. It takes effort. But they say, I'm staying in there. I'm staying in the game until it settles. It resonates. It becomes who they are. Take time. Put the effort in. Listen to him. Sometimes we're off topic. Sometimes we're saying, Lord, uh, uh, I know that you come from God and no one can do the things that you do except that he is from God. And the Lord interrupts and says, you have to be born again. Remember that conversation in John chapter 3? Sometimes you talk to the Lord about one thing and he says, mm, wrong topic. Sometimes a, a person's saying, Lord, what's happening? I need healing in my body. I'm seeking healing in my body. Well, that might be a, a right need. But, he, you know, sometimes he'll, miss, he'll redirect you and he'll talk to you about his love. Why? Because there are conditions in your heart that are rejecting his healing word and he's trying to repair them. Sometimes people come to church, well, this isn't the message I really need right now. Are you sure? Sometimes we think, I, I want this. I need this. This is what I need to hear about. Are you sure about it? Well, I'm having a problem in my finances. I need some wisdom regarding my finances. And, and, and Well, maybe you do. And maybe the problem is fear. And maybe if we can uproot that issue, then your prayers all of a sudden start working. Huh? 
This is why we stay in God's word. And if we keep ourselves there, it influences our hearts. And we're able to recognize. Sometimes it takes a little while. But we recognize, I see what's going on here. I've been thinking that this was the problem. And the problem was something else entirely. Seek the Lord and say, help me to receive all of you, all of your word, all of your promise, all of your direction, all of your peace. Show me what's in the way. See, these people are fruit bearers. They're overcomers. They're people of faith. They're going to serve God all the rest of their lives. We're not going to hear about them in a year and say, well, yeah, they're not no longer serving the Lord. They're kind of off in the world. Well, what happened? They were losers. And I don't mean that as a criticism. They, they lost God's word. That's what happened. You keep on. Once this word gets implanted in your hearts, you're, you're set. Jesus said in John 15, 7, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you'll ask whatever you want and it'll be done for you. So what's the enemy's strategy? Keep the abiding out of there. Make everything short-term, temporary. We've got to get it out. Get the word out and get them out of abiding in him. If I'm abiding in him and we're having a conversation, what's going to happen? Here's what's going to happen. He's going to tell me something that's hindering my reception of his successful ways. But if I don't stay long enough, I just don't ever, ever get to that point. I never hear that. And so the worry exists. The worldliness exists. The fear is, is, is present. If a person is prepared to stand their whole life, stand on God's word is what I mean, they won't have to. It is the condition of a person's heart that would enable them to stand permanently that causes the promise to come immediately. And it is the condition, that condition of our heart that we seek Amen. Oh, praise God. If I'm not succeeding, I've, I've either never received God's word or it has been aborted. And it's not able to produce. Praise God. Oh, I want to go further, but we, we need to stop somewhere along the line. Uh, let me, we're not done. We'll just unhitch. We'll hitch back up next time and, 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 share, and share some more. That'll help us along these lines. I don't want to abort God's amazing word in my own heart. I've got to keep it in there and do whatever is necessary to keep it there on a permanent basis. I need to abide in him. I can't, I can't diagnose the condition of every person's heart or what might be disrupting them in life. But I tell you, if we stay in the word and stay with him, he will help us. And he'll show us those things that are, that are in the way. So his word can work in us continually. Praise God. Amen.